Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new, long overdue, eagerly anticipated, highly sought after. Is that enough superlatives for you, David? How do you feel about that? Is mm -hmm. that the right use of superlative? I feel very smart using a long word. I have like no that. idea. No. <laughs> I wrong people like Simon so dumb. I'm sure what that word means. <laughs> oh, well, the Brain Freeze Show is back. Uh... It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a couple of months. And a lot now. I know we say that every time, but for real, I have five episodes planned out. Yeah, all right, mate. We're going to knock them out in the next month. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I've got them. Look, you've seen the notes. I really anticipate these as much as you do, I think. I'm just turning down my volume. I think I'm deafening people at the moment. There we go. It's been so long that I think I must have knocked some knobs on my mixer because, you know, I've it's been months. Dust has accumulated. I had to blow it off. Um, yeah, well, you, oh, well, the, the, some of the listeners can't see, but the YouTube can. I'm, I'm on my patio at the moment, so my setup is also different. Hopefully, this works. La di da, you've got a patio. <laughs> <laughs> a fire going at the moment. I'm in my basement. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about today? How have you been? Is it? You're, you're. I see you've got a fire Excellent. going on your patio. This is some yes. fancy shit. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's wow. good. You're taking good. this podcast to it's a new enjoyable. level. Yeah. I, and you know, that like there was that one time last winter where it was all snowy and whatnot. And I was like uh, saying like I was putting like not how many hours it took to do a script or whatever well, for a video, but actually how many fire. logs on the fire were going to sitting out in my patio and it's snowing and, you know, you got the fire going. Uh, it's quite nice, quite enjoyable. I've got a... But yes, this... Uh, sorry, okay, I was just going to say, I've I got a fireplace and uh, like there's all these logs from the previous owner, but he didn't live there for a few, couple of years before we moved in. And uh, all the logs are incredibly dry. So they're these giant logs. <laughs> and I'm like, this will last a couple of hours. And then it's like 20 minutes later, you're throwing on another giant yeah. log just because they're so, so dry. But it makes it yeah, really yeah, hot. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm, yeah totally. Um, so what are we talking about today? For the appetizer, we are going to talk. Well, are we in general, with we're the talking food about things. <laughs> no, uh, yes, we are. Right. That was a good idea. I felt like yeah, uh, yeah. That person had that I can't remember I know. that we mentioned in the last episode. And you were but like, "This is genius, so Simon." This... I was like, "Yeah, it's all right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this series is medieval times, so that's going to be kind of what we're talking about: various things about medieval times, um, just aspects of life and interesting things, and it's really good. Um, and to start, we're going to talk a lot about uh, crap, like just you know, like the the practical side of that. But for the appetizer today, we're just going to start. Have you ever wondered why the toilet is sometimes called the crapper? Thomas Crapper. It's got something to do with Thomas Crapper. It does have yes, a Thomas Crapper and Co. Limited. Look at me. Uh, is this still a thing great knowledge in England? <laughs> is this still a thing? Because toilets in England at the time, at the time, uh, were around World War One when this started to become a thing. And U.S. soldiers are the one that popularized it. Uh, this, uh, there, a lot of toilets said Thomas Crapper and Co. Limited. Is totally. that still a thing in England? Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's it still a thing, but I grew up in an old Victorian house, and uh, oh, there was like most of the bathrooms have been renovated, but there was this one bathroom off the utility room, and it had like this uh i don't know if you have these but back in the day the toilet cis is it the cistern the thing with all the water in was high above the toilet no that's like yeah that's like a, a like a classic british water closet thing yeah 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 but like i don't that's that's i don't think that's really a thing ever in the us like oh yeah uh, no this is a thing and uh my school also had these super old toilets and they'd also have these elevated cisterns like i mean they'd be a good mm -hmm. foot above your head two foot above your head 
and they'd fill with mm-hmm. water and then you'd grab this chain thing that hangs down. why am i talking about this people know what a <laughs> toilet is uh but this really old one that i that i you know this bathroom in my house had had thomas crapper and co like um not yeah. embossed into it but you know when you cast metal or whatever and it's got the 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 something you know so it sticks yeah, yeah. out oh, yeah my knowledge of engineering yeah. is embossed, small. Yeah. yeah but there you go totally i yeah. only know embossed yeah. because of photoshop so yeah. yeah yeah totally um so yes this was this was uh u.s soldiers kind of saw this and they thought it was funny because thomas crapper you know the crap but this seems to make sense for us now but at the time it did not make sense to like the british at the time because while the word crap had been around in england to mean like rubbish and things like this mm. um previously it was around the 16th century that it kind of um, faded away in england but in the u.s it still was a thing like it came away it came over um in english there and that word kind of continued to, to mean what you know crap rubbish whatever mm-hmm. trash um and so they just thought it was funny that you have a toilet you know thomas crapper um and so the u.s soldiers thought it was funny in world war one so they just started calling toilets the crapper um and then uh you know it just sort of caught on in the u.s and whatnot is it is it like do you call have you ever heard anyone call the toilet the crapper in britain uh we definitely and and joyously say i'm gonna take a crap um okay which, so it's, which it's is come bizarre back. because you don't really take anything if anything i'm giving a crap it's uh, <laughs> not my joke i don't remember yeah. where i stole it from but i love it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's interesting because uh, the word kind of fell out of uh, out in the in um, Britain, but now it's back. But um, yeah, so that that's kind of the the. So who was Thomas Crapper? People are probably wondering. So he was born around 1836, died around 1910, and uh, himself he was a famous plumber. Um, and uh, uh, so as and you might say like a famous a plumber. Like what does that even mean? And uh, well, so Thomas basically, Crapper, man, he's got his name over it. It's like whoever Vilroy and Bock are, they're famous like toilet makers. <laughs> they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if someone so, was like Vilroy, I'd be like, oh, of the Vilroy and Bock toilet makers. Well, so he's um he was a famous uh plumber because he was the official plumber of the royal family, among other things. He also owned one of the largest plumbing companies in England. And uh at That's the time goals, he right? also he also is the guy who invented the ballcock. Do you know what the ballcock is? Is that in the, the toilet? Thing that drops down and lets it know when it's uh, needs some water going it's into the it? floating part. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. The I mean. part the floating yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the thing that uh, like floats up and gets the little thing off. So yeah, <laughs> yeah so that that is that. So you might wonder, so the crapper, we have the crapper, but what about why is the toilet called the John? And that is after one Sir John Harrington, um, or at least it's thought to, it was popularized by Harrington, Like so because there is actually references of the toilet being called the Cousin John before that, but um, also the Jake uh, was another one, um, you know, among other terms. But it's thought Sir John Harrington was the one who actually popularized this, or or it became popular, this term, because of him, uh, precisely because, so what, what, did, what did Sir John Harrington do? So he lived in the late 16th and early 17th centuries, and uh, so he was one of the 102 godchildren of Queen Elizabeth the first, um, and he was uh, nicknamed the Saucy Godson because uh, he just wrote a lot of risque poetry and uh, other writings and whatnot. So um, he actually got banished a lot for these things, and then he would just you know be readmitted to court or whatever or Britain. Um, so he, what did he do? Why is he associated with the toilet? Um, so he devised Britain's first known ever flushing toilet called the Ajax, and that's derived from the aforementioned Jake's um, thing, slang term for the toilet. Um, so, and specifically how he kind of popularized this, because this Ajax thing wasn't actually um, super popular at first, but um, so he wrote a new discourse upon a stale subject, the metam- metamorphosis of Ajax. And so <laughs> this, this was... A, it sounds a, like a Jules Verne novel, the metamorphosis yeah, of it was, Ajax. It was a... 
it was obs- uh, ostensibly about his invention, but it was actually about like political. It was kind of a political allegory, um, so, you know, uh, and of just about uh, how excrement was poisoning the state and whatnot. So. This one actually got him banned from court again because he uh, because of various allusions to the Earl of Leicester, um, and so nice try, yeah. But, but it was Lester. an actual, <laughs> Le- really, yeah. really. All right, Leicester. Yeah, All right, weird well, spelling though, right? I, I I always thought it was yeah. Leicester, but uh, I mean, yeah. as kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but this was actual thing he invented, and the Queen actually had one installed around 1596. Um, and it was as you described; it's the giant water closet thing above you, and you pull the little cord, and Hell it yeah. flushes and everything. So it was a version of that, I should say. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was the he was the first thought to be the first flushing toilet in Britain uh, at the time. At the time, people thought he invented the flushing toilet, but it, uh, there's been flushing toilets around long before then. Um, uh, so it actually going all the way back to 2600 BC was the first known flushing toilet. So, um, so yeah, it's been a thing, but that's sort of how he's associated and why people thought is thought that it's called the John. Um, so yeah, that, that's the, uh, appetizer for today. I'm going to throw another log on the fire now. If I asked you, can you still hear me while you're throwing that log on? Yes. If I asked yes, I you can. what a bog was, would you know? A bog. bog. I mean, B-O-G. like a bog, like a marsh, oh, like no. a marshy. No, okay, yeah, that's another word for bog. We, we like, as a kid, I think we'd call it, you know, I think the bog was the main word that we'd use to describe a toilet. It'd be like, yeah, I'm going to use yeah. the bog. Really? Yeah, okay. weird, right? Haven't thought yeah, about that yeah. in a long time, but all of this talk of toilets. It made me think of two things. Yeah. It made me think of slut holes and bog. Because yeah, we were talking yeah. about rubbish. That was that was the best video ever. The best video I ever made. <laughs> it was yeah. like the other yeah. what what rubbish bins used to be called. Was it in London? Yeah, yeah. And and that used to just be a name for like um someone who like wasn't was it just someone who like um like a maid or no, whatever. No, no, no. It was, was it right? was the word for a a bin, like a a refuse bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It? Yeah, but then they also had the they also had the like a a, a slut was actually originally like something like who cleaned up stuff. Oh, you know, oh, like yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, that's right. I like vaguely yeah. remember, and then it morphed from there. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah. So that's the that's the appetizer for today. Oh wow! If you look up slut hole on Urban Dictionary, you get a very different definition, which I, I'm not going to read. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find a nice like old dictionary definition, but I can't find one. It doesn't matter. We'll carry on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay, just before we get started, uh, we actually have a pre-recorded, because uh, that's how professional we are, ad read for our fantastic That's sponsor. how last, that last minute we are. Yeah, no, yeah, really. no. <laughs> Sorry, was I not being sarcastic enough? Because that's how professional we are. Entirely my fault. For the fine. Uh, we'll just roll to that and then we'll be back. And now a quick word from our sponsor, Skillshare. This episode of The Brain Food Show is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare. It's this online learning community. It's for creators. There's thousands of classes to choose from in design, business, and more. Now, unlike some websites where you have to pay for individual classes, with this premium membership from Skillshare, you get unlimited access so you can take as many classes as you want, which is obviously pretty nice. Now, I'm someone who'll just jump into a particular part of a class, extract what I need to know, and then move on. So there are these other sites that shall remain nameless, where you have to pay per individual course. And that doesn't work so great for me, because, like I say, I like to dive in and be like, ooh, section 17, that's for me. I'll just grab that. I'm a busy man, you know? i got to pick the things that work for me right now. Now, I've talked about some classes that I've taken in the past. Uh, there was the email productivity one. That is, I mean, I took the class it was like months ago now. 
but uh, my email has stayed productive. Like my, my Gmail inbox is neat and tidy, thanks to Alexandra Samuel. Thank you, Alexandra. You made a great course. Or uh, another one before that, Thomas Frank, great habits or building good habits, but I call them great because that's how I feel about them. Uh, those are both great courses. You should check them out. Uh, anyway, join more than 8 million creators. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. You might even, you pro- there are people listening to this who are in on Skillshare and they're like, oh, Skillshare is so good. And uh, if you're not, well, you're missing out. You're not one of those 8 million. You should be. Skillshare is giving away a free trial of premium membership to the first 1,000 people. That's right, 1,000 of you get to try Skillshare for free. After that, by the way, it's just $10 a month, so it's super affordable. Even if you're not one of those first 1,000, all you need to do is go to Skillshare.com forward slash brain food. Again, Skillshare.com forward slash brain food. And let's get back to the show. Should I do some transition music? Transitions with Simon. So I really hope you enjoyed that ad read. Isn't what's wrong with me sometimes. What's up next? We are going to talk now, jumping into the actual medieval times. And so, speaking of Yeah, this is so far, it was nothing to do with medieval times. Everyone who's clicked on this has been extremely disappointed. And I'd invite them to smash that dislike button if they're watching the show on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> so, how did how did the medieval times? How did people deal with all their poop and pee? Because obviously they didn't have like indoor plumbing, and mostly, I mean, uh, some very elite. Did they recycled it. Was that but like they do yeah. on the international so space station? So, yeah, commonly people. A lot of people think like you know, they tossed it out the window or whatever. That's like a common thing. I don't know, depicted in in uh, entertainment and stuff. But did people actually do this? And the answer. Is, is mostly no, like uh, contrary to popular belief. And, and uh, with the caveat that, of course, uh, we're talking about a large group of diverse people when we're talking about medieval times in Europe and whatnot. But um, and so, you it. know, there's exceptions. But but when we look at like <laughs> medieval Britons, like medieval Britons, for instance, they we do not. They did sometimes toss their solid weights out the window, but it was not. It was not um, not common for various reasons for and but they did. We do know that at least uh, there are records of some because there was laws against doing it, and people who broke the law uh, would of course be uh, prosecuted in record of that. And so, and obviously the laws didn't exist for no reason. But you can see from a practical standpoint why this wouldn't be super common even then. Is just so at first when you're talking like one-story buildings, which were the norm obviously for quite a lot of history. Uh, you have you're not just going to toss you know, your poop and stuff out the window because it's just not going to be, um, yeah, be good. Great. Uh, it's just, that it's just gonna stick. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. If you actually were going to open that window, like in yeah. the summer, it's not going to be good. And then you just step out your door, you know, and that's also not going to be ideal. A year's uh, worth so it's of not feces. really something. Yeah. Not like something you would want to do for you and uh, your neighbors wouldn't appreciate it either. So it's just going to be a, a crappy time for everyone. Um, so, uh, I'd build so a not giant this trebuchet. Not, did they have trebuchets in medieval times? <laughs> that was Age of Empires. I mean, that's yeah. that was to- yeah, totally, totally, yeah, yeah. Trebuchet would be trebuchet. Great. That, that um, yeah, yeah. So multi-storied buildings, though, as those started to pop up, the higher homes and stuff did occasionally seem to be uh, toss some stuff out. But um, uh, that's probably how the laws came to be passed, and uh, to not do that. And so um, on that note, like. Um, yeah, you could you could be fined, and your neighbors are obviously going to report you for this because uh, they're not going to appreciate it. Um, so, for example, um, and actually in the early 14th century, tossing anything out your window onto the streets of London, for instance, was uh, was a it could be garbage, could be human waste, or whatever. You get a fine of forty pence. If that's what P stands for, yes. Totally does. Yes. Pence. 
Oh, awesome. Is that still a thing? Like pence? Well, yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to do anything under about $1.20. Okay, no, but I didn't know if like the term like pence oh, was still like a thing. That's true, yeah, because yeah. we had this weird old currency, which was not on metric. So it would be like, there's like 14 shillings in a nickel. Or <laughs> I'm yeah. pretty sure there were no nickels, <laughs> it? but it's like, you know, it was so bizarre. My, But this wasn't that long yeah. ago. Like my parents would have used this. It was like the 1960s really? or something. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So for uh, reference, that's about 108 pounds today or, or about 142, somewhere in that range. It's obviously uh, tough to, uh, when you're talking about like the 14th century, to accurately uh, inflate that to modern times. But, uh, you know. It sounds it, about it right. Like if you drop a cigarette butt today, I think the fine is yeah, like yeah, yeah, pounds or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty similar. Um, yeah, and, you, and people would notice because they actually eventually had muckrackers and surveyors who of the pavement who were employed to actually walk around to make sure that the things stayed clean. And if they saw that someone had like, obviously you could pee or something and you could, might be able to get away with that because there's you know very little evidence. But if you're if you're tossing poop out your window, right, it's going to be obvious um, and you're going to get a fine. And if these people could not fi- figure out which house it came from, uh, then they would just fine everyone in the in the, the little area. Wow. Of, uh, so... So, yeah, so it wasn't Some like something, KGB yeah. and, right there, like grass on your neighbors or everyone's going to get punished. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that didn't mean the streets weren't like clean of fecal matter uh, because you did have, of course, horses eventually. And uh, particularly is that, uh, you know, eventually when the horse drawn carriage became a thing. Um, horses, and, and it's not peak, the same like, though. There. Like that, that horse poo is yeah. not the same as human poo or dog poo. No. It's, I don't no, know. It's, it's not yeah. as bad. But. There's a lot of it. Uh, and like in the 19th century at the peak of that, there was an estimated 1,000 tons of horse dung per day deposited on the streets of London. Um, so yeah. Did we do a video a about a problem. it? Or am I, I wonder if this is, sometimes I wonder if it's an urban legend I've heard, I've heard or whether we actually did a video mm-hmm. on it. But wasn't it the case that New York was so covered in horse poo, um, like back when horses and carriages and stuff were going around New York, that it was this massive public crisis and then basically they invented the automobile and no one knew what to do with it. It was like, what are we going to do? This is a huge disaster. And then the car came along and it basically solved everyone's problem. And I'm like, I would assume that was probably a thing. Like, cause it was a problem in London, like, yeah. you know, and, and various uh, cities like that. So yeah. Um, this is yeah, why so, I don't care about the yeah. environment because I assume some miracle thing's going to come along <laughs> and solve all of along. my problems. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's why I just yeah. burn all my rubbish. You know, I just, <laughs> I just throw it all in the fire. <laughs> Yeah, that's well. Not not really. I used to not live really. in a place where people did that. <laughs> like actually, in the middle of nowhere, that's what people. Do I heard that. about that. Like, um, there was yeah. maybe I thought I was talking to you about it, but I guess maybe not. Um, about people burning their trash, like for real, like because there's no trash pickup or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, totally. That was there was no trash pickup where I grew up. So um, yeah, you. I mean, people did that, but you also like um just would load it up in the back of your truck after like every month and take it off to a dump manually, which is you know pretty cheap actually but um in any event going back to medieval times and human excrement so uh so while you could potentially uh you know have gotten away of course like we said with peeing getting getting away with pooping is not really going to be a thing so it wasn't really doesn't appear to be a thing uh back then um on that latter point though uh, some people got clever about how they dispose of it. and this i just wanted to mention this one because i we've briefly actually alluded to this woman on another podcast episode i remember i don't remember which one but so the 14th century london aziz of nuisance so records various it records various disputes between individuals and their neighbors and tells of a londoner named alice wade so she she what she did there was a pipe near her 
that uh, that would basically um, or a gutter that basically ran into a oh, lat- um, yeah I've heard about a cesspit this. like a latrine, and it would like uh, flush. So when it rained, that would flush the flush that that out. And so what she did is just rigged up a pipe to connect to that pipe from her window, and that would then uh, or from her house and out into that. So her excrement would go into this pipe that would then go into the thing, you know, the the gutter that would drain into the cesspit to to flush it out or whatever. Um, and so this seems pretty ingenious. It gets it where where it needs to go and whatnot. And she gets her own little like indoor plumbing, and she's she's a problem solver. This woman, but it didn't quite go as uh, planned. So uh, so here's the the official note on that. Whereas of old in the parish of St Michael's Queen Hive, a gutter running under certain of the houses was provided to receive the rainwater and other draining from the houses, gutters, and streets, so that the flow might cleanse the privy on the hive. Alice Wade has made a wooden pipe connecting the seat of the privy in her solar with the gutter, which is frequently stopped up by filth therefrom, and the neighbors under whose houses the gutter runs are greatly inconvenienced by the stench. Judgments that she removed the pipe within 40 days etc. I wonder what that etc means. It's yeah. <laughs> like remove the pipe and... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, Thanks for the specificity, yeah, so Judge. This, as ever, as we always mention, it's funny because this Alice Wade, you know, she in the whole universe, in the history of the universe, in all the, there's only ever been one Alice Wade, mm. this unique individual, and this is all history will ever remember of hers, that she in, rigged up this ingenious uh, defecating uh, pipe that, you know... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's depressing. That's it. All of us are going to be forgotten. <laughs> yeah, she'll be forgotten eventually, but at least for now, her her uh, we're keeping her alive. Habits are you know, We're keeping a memory alive. Yeah. yeah, and and just think about that. You know, 14th century. She's you know, uh, 600 over, over a half a millennia uh, from ago. Yeah. Like she would have never imagined. We're sitting here talking on our electronic devices across the world uh, about her pooping habits. I'm going to use a word I learned recently. Would you sh- say yeah. that she has herostratic fame, or would you say that? Yeah, yeah, good, right? Yeah, I mean, kinda. Okay, kinda. Because it's not really. <laughs> um, we did a video about Herostratus, who was this guy who just he burned yeah. down this beautiful palace just to be remembered. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so herostratic fame <laughs> is the word that comes from that, and. No, I, I mean it's not bad. It's not a bad thing, what she did. But no, no, and it was clever. Like it, it seems like it's just you know she just needed to flush it a little better. Like she needed some water to flush it all out instead of it getting stuck. She, she should have add a little bit. She should have held the number one in, taken the number two, and then yeah. released the number one. I, I don't know anyone yeah, who can actually yeah. do that, but uh, you know <laughs> those details are in. Maybe That's... she could pee in a cup. You know, do a business, and then this is—I yeah. don't know why we're talking about this. I apologize. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, we could continue yeah, so, talking about this ingenious. <laughs> you're like, yeah. you say okay, like you're slightly disappointed. <laughs> no, Simon, please do talk more about peeing in cups. I am uh, fascinated. Yeah. <laughs> so, if none of this, were, if this isn't what they actually did, and they didn't have indoor plumbing, most people, I should say. Um, so, what are massive sewer systems? And what, what did what did they do? Where did they put it all? And that is rivers and fields was kind of, of where everything went. So, um, 
so they would basically, you know, you have your bucket or your chamber pot that you would do your business in, and then uh, eventually you would collect it and then go uh, dump it in the river is what most people did, or a gutter. Sometimes they had, there were gutters designed to actually transport the, the waste to, to the river. Um, so yeah, this was the thing, and then the, the rain would come and wash it all out of sight, out of mind. Um, uh, and oh, and there was also, you had like communal cesspits, uh, which were basically just big holes in the ground where you, um, uh, you know, everybody it just accumulated there and the urine would go in the ground and uh, the, and eventually the cesspit would have to be cleaned out by these people called um, and some people had their own personal cesspits in their homes if they were wealthy enough um so you had and they people called or the cesspits were also called gongs which is from the old english gang meaning to go uh, which kind of makes sense um so yeah the the liquid waste would be absorbed the rest needs to be collected by people known as gong farmers who were actually really well paid uh, for, you know, as you might imagine, for what they did. And their job was to basically just go in there and scoop it all out and take it somewhere. Um, and so they would, and some of these, there was one, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, it was 13 men, five full nights to empty out the Newgate goal in 1281. Uh, there's a record of that. So they, some of these were pretty massive. And they would just take it all, pile it up on, you know, wagons and stuff, that's, and take uh, it out to by fields. The way, do you know what that word is? That's that's the old word for jail so they're emptying prisoners poo oh which is uh, oh, okay. that's gonna be i just imagine okay. it's being extra grim <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so that's that's that was, that was their job to take it to sometimes ships they would haul it off and they would be used as fertilizer at designated places but sometimes they would also just throw it in the river they weren't supposed to these gong farmers were not supposed to because they were dealing in massive amounts so unlike a personal person who could just go toss it in the river that was allowed uh but these gong farmers were not supposed to do that um, um they did sometimes anyway um but and this was actually a pretty dangerous profession, as you might imagine. Some of these, uh, one, they worked at night. It's going to be uh, gas in there as well, right? Like, don't we let yeah, off yeah. gas that can blow people up? Like, don't sewers sometimes catch on fire? Is that a thing? Am I imagining? Is that just yeah. in movies? That's. That's I, I was trying to find a record of that, like of when um, if any of them died, because they were all they it worked exclusively at night, and they were using like lanterns and stuff. So you would think. I mean, like, there's that, definitely but I some find a record here of somewhere, anyone. right? Like, I've seen people yeah, yeah. light their farts. That happens. Yeah, I would, I've never, I couldn't find a record of someone actually dying that way, of getting like blown up um, <laughs> with the fumes or whatever. But uh, there's people who say that happened to the gong farmers, but I, I just couldn't find a direct uh, record of it. But they, there is plenty of record of gong farmers dying because uh, they would like, sometimes the floorboards would collapse uh, and they would just fall in. And then sometimes they would, um, uh, you know, collapse with the fumes and they could just fall in. And, and, you know, you will float, obviously, in the excrement because it's very uh, dense, but it's also very like muddy and so you can get the suction problem and the fumes, of course, pass out. And, and so there's plenty of people who listed as dying, uh, the gong farmers and other people. So we've had... Infection, um, surely. Yeah. And, and during plagues, during plagues, they got paid even more. But I mean, uh, like, these. I saw that yeah. jackass uh, where I can't remember which one it is. Um, but one of the guys, they, they talk to some scientist or whatever. And they're like, if we were going to theoretically jump into a septic tank, what sort of protection would we need? And he's like, oh, don't do that. You know, you're gonna. You'd need oh, to cover your eyes. Do it, did they? You'd need to cover your butt. You'd need to cover like every hole on your body would need to be oh. fully sealed. And then the next shot is them just jumping straight in there naked. And mm. I'm like, aren't you? Surely your eyes will get infected. Your face, like if you've got some little cut, and it's like the olden days. Yeah. Surely people are all like messed up already anyway. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that is a. Uh, 
uh, people did fall in. Uh, just not just Gong farmers, but people. Emperor Frederick the uh, First, eleven eighty four. There was a record of him. He the floorboards collapsed, and um, several people died in this one. And uh, he clung to a window for dear life until someone came and helped him uh, to not fall into the cesspit. Um, and so, yeah, Richard the Raker, who is also is only remembered in history thanks solely to sitting down on his own privy he sat there and the rotted boards broke underneath him and he fell into the muck below and to quote uh, he drowned in a dreadful manner as recorded in the london coroner's roll of 1326 um so anyways um back to the gong farmers so they had you know they, they it was a kind of a crappy job as you might literally uh so yeah they they just would sometimes uh oh i should say what what happens if they um if they actually dumped this stuff in the river as they weren't supposed to. And so we have the record of one guy. Where did it go? Um, I can't find his name now. In any event, but what happened to him was he was caught doing this. And uh, basically, he was made to stand, speaking of what you were talking about, to stand immersed in fecal matter up to his neck and then pulled out. And then he was said, and then he was forced to just stand on public display for, for quite some time in that without, you know, cleaning off and just, yeah, that was his punishment for that. So. In any event, they would, uh, they would, uh, oh, and we also had, beyond these gong farmers cleaning, it was the cesspits, but we also had public latrines that were also just, like, directly into rivers. Um, so there was one on the London Bridge that would just, it would just empty directly into the river below, um, just as, as people do. But as you can imagine from this, this is a problem. Like, this works okay-ish mm. uh, in if the cities are small or the towns are small. Uh, it doesn't scale. This isn't a scaling system. And so um, as the British cities uh, sort of um, expanded, this became a, a major problem. And this brings us to, uh, so particularly, would you say, how is it actually pronounced? Is it Thames or Thames? I'm totally the lost river. in the notes. I was, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, was, I was looking at, I don't know why, but there's a phrase here you've written called like lazy gong farmers it, i think you mentioned it a minute ago and i'm like all i can yeah, think yeah. of is this is a beautiful like game attack like can you you know you're playing quake 3 yeah. or whatever and you're lazy gong farmer I, it just fits so i don't know it just yeah. sounds so perfect yeah. um so. yeah that's what this this notes i've like skipped all over the place i have no clue really yeah no it's a little confused <laughs> and then there's also lazy um, gong farmer to stare at for a good five minutes i don't know what's wrong with me yeah yeah yeah. Wait, where's that word? What was the word? I don't know why you're uh, coming to me the for pronunciation. The River Thames. No, because it's a British. This is like, it's a famous British river in London. Oh, right? Thames. River Thames. No, Thames. it's Thames. 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 Yeah, no. Okay, Thames. I knew I wasn't pronouncing it right, so that's why. No, I do know how to say I, that one. Yeah, so. Or you can also say yeah, Thames. So, okay. No, you can't. Thames. I was lying. It's uh, Thames. Okay. <laughs> Thames. Okay. Uh, so. We're going to talk about that because as it's or scaled, to we're, we're kind of moving. Also, if uh, yeah, <laughs> we're moving. Have you seen uh, that Key and Peele sketch where he can't pronounce any of the children's names? <laughs> no. Oh my god! No. Oh uh, uh, well, I won't. I won't. Let's just we're, carry on. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting way too much today. <laughs> so, um, the the river the Thames Hamas, yeah. uh, is a. Yeah, is a tidal river. If people don't know, it's a tidal river means that things get pushed up back in, not just go out. And oh this, yeah, that's so as, true. As it has city. this big gate thing now. I mean, now it probably didn't in the past. Oh, does it? Yeah, the Thames no, yeah, Barrier. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, they they didn't have that back then, and so they uh, they had kind of just in London as the city grew, just uh, everything kind of went in there, just garbage. Like people just dumped everything, every waste. Yeah, why in not? There. And just to, you know, 
out of sight. It's Poseidon's problem, you know? It just go out. But the problem is it's a tidal river, so stuff would kind of get pushed back up and collect in the muck below. Um, and that's kind of what happened. And when that's happening for centuries, and then the city grows, so we're going to fast forward to the 19th century there. Um, that's a problem. But it actually, as early as the 17th century, there started to be uh, some, you know, little news reports and little political things talking about how uh, needed something needed to be done about how polluted that river was um, all the way back then. But people just kind of ignored or politicians and everything just kind of ignored the problem until it became a major concern in the 19th century when you had, you know, the cities um, swelling. And um, so you had many cesspits that were constructed to sort of try to you know, take all the crap from everyone and, and make it work. And they would all drain. A lot of them would uh, or be dumped in, in the in the rivers. And although you had all the wells around. So some of these things, these cesspits were right next to wells that people used, which was a major problem when it's so, so close. Um, yeah, so so this became a bit of a problem. And we're going to talk a little bit now about the great stink of, I believe it was 18... Something, 1824, 1824, 1824, please, please be correct. 1858. Oh, I feel like we've done a video about this on Today I Found Out. I'm fairly sure I've yeah, covered yeah. it on top tens as well. It might have even come up in geographics. Oh, yeah. I could almost tell you the story of the great really? stink from memory. And normally I read yeah, these notes yeah. ahead of time before we do these. And today, Dave was like, did you read the notes? So I was like, nah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and so the good news is I'm pretty familiar with this one. So uh, yeah. maybe I'll have All something right, clever cool. to say. Probably not. But, uh, yeah, you might have stuff to add to. Hey, from what hey, I have. hey, but, so come we had, on. We... Low blow, low blow. <laughs> my my so addition to this podcast is uh, knowledgeable, <laughs> excellent pronunciations, uh, knowledge of <laughs> the farmers, you know, yeah, all of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's good, good, good. So we did, uh, uh, going back to like the wells, so you had these cesspits right next. So they had all these cholera outbreaks in like 1832, 1849, 1854. And it was, I mean, the river Thames was also used as a water supply, major water supply for it. And so they're dumping everything and they're drinking from it. And it's also contaminating the wells around. Um, so like at, at its peak, like the 1849 outbreak, 2000 Londoners were dying per week um, from, from cholera um, and stuff. So the leading theory at the time was it was from bad air or miasma. So just uh, this something in the air, stinky air. It was smelly. And uh, the father of epidemiology yeah epidemiology yeah, exactly. that's probably better epidemiology dr john snow uh who came to the conclusion that it was not just smelly air that it was actually something in the drinking water um that was doing it and uh, he reasoned that since uh, it affected people's bowels instead of their lungs that it was probably something that they were eating or drinking or something like that and he eventually did pen the pamphlet called on the mode of communication of cholera in 1849 in which he did link it to to the actually polluted water of the river um and so which everyone river kind of ignored that? him the the river the thames uh, thames um, yeah. uh, so sorry it's just getting so really he, tired he, but i like it yeah he he uh enlisted the aid of one henry whitehead who is a minister uh to sort of map out where people were getting the most uh um sick um, from cholera and this was actually in 1854 uh and so he actually they with this map they were able to trace it to a single water pump this particular outbreak um on broad street which is a broadwick street uh yeah and they and they convinced uh, to shut down the pump on that well and then the cholera outbreak in that area just uh, died overnight basically um, but even with this evidence it actually proving that he was correct uh, his theories still went largely unignored or rather largely ignored and he died never sort of uh, getting his due uh, I mean he did later but um, at the time uh, he died before 
uh, people realized he was totally right. Uh, so this brings us to July of 1858, um, where we have the Great Stink. So the summer of 1858 was super warm, and the River Thames went <laughs> dropped completely significantly. Uh, so you, you basically all this rotted sewage, all this stuff that had been in the muck, is now baking in the sun, uh, and it resulted in quite the stink in London and everything around there. And of course, we had like the the Queen of England tried to take a little uh, jaunt on the the river, and she put a bouquet of flowers in her face, and it didn't work. So then she. Um, kind of cancel that um so papers across the country were, were going crazy for this and you know reporting these sorts of things and parliament how, which they had the i just want to yeah. ask how do you feel about this if there's a terrible smell and you can cover it with like some air freshener right say you've you, you know you've mm-hmm. done some nasty business in the toilet and it smells yeah. really bad would you rather or someone else has would you rather have air freshener or no air freshener because I feel like the common answer is spray the air freshener, right? But then all you're uh, doing is you're breathing in the weird fake air freshener chemicals and you can like almost taste that weird undertone of human <laughs> excrement on top of that weird, you know, um, See, sandalwood. question I've never Right, I know. And it's never a question I've just... asked because I've never, you know, it's never come up. But I want to know what other people think well, of because this because it's something I think every, about every time like, I take a nasty poo. <laughs> Every, in the as an adult, you just always I've always had um, the vent, you know, the little fan. Is that like a thing? Yeah, definitely. Where you just turn it, you just flip it on, and you know. Well, then you sit there for right? five minutes. What if someone's about? To, what if you're in a public toilet? What if someone's about to come in? Well, yeah, public toilet. Then but, you're just um, like this person before me. Yeah, no. That wasn't like. What if you're on an airplane? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I know people like light a match or whatever, and I don't actually think that really does much but make the sulfury, smoky smell. Oh, uh, I was um, gonna say like I prefer that because I feel like it. I feel like it burns something off, but that's probably not realistic, is it? Yeah, no. yeah. That's what I think. I think that's the general idea. Is that it? Maybe it does. Maybe it does. But it just doesn't. I don't think it does. Like not really. I think it's probably just the wood. The smoke smell is more strong or whatever. Yeah, but dude. um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What do you prefer? Oh no, I'm like. I'm like, let it fly. Like, don't use an air, air freshener. It yeah. smells weird. It just makes yeah. it, it. I feel it like just, it contaminates. Just it own it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, the ideal situation is just have two separate bathrooms in in your home or multiple bathrooms. But I live in an apartment and we yeah. just have one bathroom, which uh, I think Americans might find a little bit absurd because you guys always seem to have that, every room that comes weird. with a bathroom, but it's less common in Europe. Yeah, basically. Like you might if you. <laughs> And not really. Usually, you have your master bedroom. Usually, we'll have a, a bathroom, and then you'll have one other bathroom per floor or something. Is sort of pretty common. Yeah, I feel that's I common in modern builds. Like, but yeah, I didn't have an ensuite bathroom. We looked at putting one in, but I mean, the building was built like 150 years ago. You can't like you can't really oh, move yeah. the walls, and then you, okay, so you can put in like a fake corner bathroom, but it always looks so fake and weird. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's not the best. Yeah, well, you could get the just get a pot. You know, like do, do it old, old style. Yeah, that's that's preferable. A little, <laughs> <laughs> a little bucket. Um, yeah, what? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Can but, you imagine that on Airbnb, on Sweet Bastard, you just get there and it's like, <laughs> it's just a little bedpan. You're like, oh, great, thanks. And, and a bottle of like hand sterilizer. <laughs> oh, my God. Why are we talking Well, you just have to that's make so it sorry. like, you just have to, it's all in how you word it. You're authentic old world style you know like well when i the- that that bathroom i was talking about uh it had a deck decoration in it was uh 
like a, a 19th century bedpan was on top of one of the, yeah. the cupboards. Actually, this was in a separate bathroom. Um, and mm. uh, yeah, I still remember that weird bedpan that my parents thought was nice decoration for some reason. Um, thinking back on that, that's a bit yeah. weird. There was also an old asthma <laughs> inhaler, like a, an asthma inhaler from like 1900 or something which was and it had the instructions on the side i'm re- we're really off track if this is boring just tell me and we can move on because <laughs> okay. i was just talking about all right 1900 so, uh, let's go to the so legendary english scientist michael faraday he was openly criticizing the government for letting the the thames the thames become a filthy uh and so he wrote the observations on the filth of the of the thames uh, published in 1855 the times newspaper so this was actually before the great stink and it he noted uh, near the bridges the feculence rolled up in clouds so dense they were visible at the surface even in water of this kind the smell was very bad and common to the whole of the water it was the same as that which now comes up from the gully holes in the streets the whole river was for a time a real sewer it's like michael faraday writing letters of complaint mm-hmm. to the times and building cages yeah yeah and he also a little crystal ball and what would happen he noted if we neglect this subject we cannot expect to do so with impunity nor ought we be surprised if ere many years are over a hot season gives us sad proof of the folly of our carelessness yeah and his his observation there was actually noted uh, when the great stink actually uh, took place uh, newspapers so one one account was, in 1855 the condition of the thames appalled the eminent scientists but three years later in, ni- uh, in 1858 the hottest summer on record reduced it to a state in which it offended a more influential body the politicians whose recently rebuilt houses of parliament stood upon its banks this proximity to the source of the stench concentrated their attention on its causes in a way that many years of argument and campaigning had failed to do yeah when it finally affects the seat of power they're like ah oh, we should do something about yeah. this right guys yeah they did so they had their as noted there they had their building right next to the river and that was a problem uh so so they, and there were people complaining and it was largely getting annoyed but that so what they did at first for the buildings to make their own self comfortable is they used uh chloride of lime to on all the curtains near the windows to try to get the smell yeah, it's uh, just covering the buildings up, though, or at least it? to drown yeah it's cover the toilet it up. argument uh, so that didn't work that didn't work so yeah, that didn't work. So what they did is they just decided, rather than fix the problem, they decided to move the entire seat of government to Oxford. <laughs> um, Legends. Just to, but so that that didn't go over well. And so they did spend a, for, a, a fortune building a brand new building for it, but the, the, um, they didn't end up, that didn't end up lasting. So Wait, they built a new parliament then, in Oxford? Yeah, oh. and it didn't work out. So, so that that didn't work. So what they did then instead was they spent uh, many many thousands of pounds in 19th century money. So it's quite a lot. Um, trying to mask the smell uh, more generally. So they used the chloride of lime over the actual exposed sewage itself on the dry, you know, the part that's exposed and baking in the sun to see if that would work. And that didn't work. And so this they they finally um, you know with the complaints and the fact that it still stinks in their building. Uh, within just a few weeks, once they actually decided to do something, it just took a few weeks for them to pass a bill of three million pounds it was expensive um to uh refurbish the entirety of the river thames um and yeah uh, that was kind of what they wanted to do to get rid of the smell and so they put a man in charge by the name of joseph mm, i don't know i am i i don't even know Bethel. where you are in the night sigh I- <laughs> okay joseph bazalget oh i see that uh, i don't know uh it's actually bazalgete uh, okay. i have no idea yeah. i have no idea uh, so- i just made that up i'm sorry yeah. I just say so it with he, such confidence. He, it's Basil Gete. 
yeah so he was he was put in charge of this um and because two years before he'd actually drawn up a detailed plan of how to fix the problem just no one wanted to pay for it at the time uh so he was uh he was a civil engineer um to and he basically his system that he designed was a system of sewers for the city that would uh, sort of meant su to supply uh, fresh water and all that. And um, also he had a series of, and in, 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 you know, make the system work better, he had a series of embankments along the river to help it flow more smoothly so stuff didn't get built up on the shores and stuff like that. Um, and who knows, maybe this is where that, that thing you were talking about, where the stops the, uh, the water from coming back up, you know, the title. The thing. Thames Barrier. He, that was his thing. Yeah, maybe maybe that was part of his system. I'm not sure, but his system is still in use today. And um, once it was fully implemented, I think it took a f oh, it took 20 years to finish it completely and connect all this all the sewers and everything uh, up to to do it uh, correctly. And the cholera outbreaks kind of became a thing of the past uh, pretty quickly. Um, once it was, and the last one, the last major one, was in 1866 uh, in a small area of the city that hadn't yet been connected to the new system. Um, so that seems to fix the problem. And thanks to his forward planning, that system is still in use today um, in London. And he 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 made it way bigger than it needed to be uh, to account for um, basically uh, just expansion. Maybe of the city more over people time. Will live here still... with time. <laughs> Yeah, and it's still all working out today. I mean, I'm sure they've expanded on it and everything, but um, yeah. So for his efforts there in actually finally fixing the problem after centuries, uh, he was knighted in 1875 um, for his his sewer system stuff. So in London, no longer smelled quite as crappy um, from that. And that is our episode today. Love it, love it. He fixed the problems. Yeah, he saved yeah, the world. Yeah. This is why yeah, this is why I don't worry about this stuff because eventually someone will come along and save us all. I think it's going to be Elon That's Musk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we have any pro Elon yeah. Musk will save us. This is why I'm not worried. <laughs> you know, forget global warming. Yeah, yeah totally. You know, Trump's right, whatever. Yeah. Elon Musk will save us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not really. We should probably yeah. care about the environment. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see any reviews for me to read, so I'm just going to thank anyone. Oh, do we, how it's been like two months. Have we, we we have a review contest thing going on where when we get a thousand reviews um, on iTunes, we will give away a thousand dollar Amazon gift card. How are we doing? Here, here, the episode is over and my fire just went out. Oh, that is perfect timing. It's well timed. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes. Um. I. I. I don't know. I actually haven't looked at. It. I was uh doing this last minute. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't have a chance to look. I'm sure we've swelled the numbers there, uh, somewhat, and probably a lot of. Yeah, they're probably like two no stars. It'd be recently. nice if they made episodes. Does this podcast make episodes? Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys passed away? Yeah, totally. uh, <laughs> no, we are still here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we occasionally make episodes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I guess we'll be doing another episode soon because you promised. I do, I will I got five well four more mapped out and I'm hoping to knock them all out next month. Uh, we'll see. I am how that goes. Everyone will be like three months from now. People are like, yeah, <laughs> still not enough. I'm positively overwhelmed no, but we actually, with anticipation. I am positive we all have at least two, and I know that because we have two sponsors lined up for next month. This and they get grumpy if you don't follow through. That is um, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Our poor poor ad guy Drew. He's like. Yeah, I know. He's always having to. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have know. to deal with their angry yeah. emails anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, from. Yes, but. You know, uh, to to guys, be honest, justifiably you know, so. Uh, Drew's the best. Uh, yeah, like. yeah, no, I, they, they should be. Uh, they should be. And um, Drew's, Drew's good. <laughs> Drew's great. Mm. Oh, yeah. All right, then. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Please leave us a review if you're listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wherever you, you listen. 
If you're watching on YouTube, which is also a possibility, smash that like button. Mm-hmm. If you didn't like it, yeah. that's what the dislike button's for, isn't it? It's placed there yeah. for your yeah. pleasure. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. David, I forgot. It's been so long, I've forgotten how we actually end podcasts and I'm just like rambling on. Yeah. Is it my responsibility? Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll be back soon.